Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jim. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about our favorite recipes from the past 12 months that we consider a bit more balanced and nutrient dense and also relatively simple. But first, Nicole, so much to catch up on. I I don't remember the last time we podcasted, but it had to have at least been three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. And we're still in the midst of COVID-19, which I'm sure we'll probably be saying that for many, <laughs> many podcasts to come. Unfortunately, but we're like we're still in the. I know, I know it's different for you because your your children have been at daycare, but ours have not. And I will just say, because uh, I know we're gonna do a little catch up on Mother's Day, and it looks like you would agree with me. I don't know why yours wasn't any good, but mine was pretty terrible, and it had nothing to do with, um, you know, like I didn't get any anything great, or I wasn't treated well, or whatever. It just. I feel like we kind of hit our peak of craziness and the kids are sick of each other. And they're, I mean, if you think about it, our kids have never been at home around us or around each other this long in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paige went to daycare at nine weeks old and literally the the longest time she stopped going to daycare was maybe a week for vacation. Um, yeah. I mean, we've had several, you know, week or two week long vacations and that's it. Never has it been this long. And they are just, I, they've both had it. I would say, especially Paige, she is definitely being affected by this the longest and or the, the most. And I've seen, I saw something on the news today about how a lot of kids are going through regressions. And I would say, I would, I don't know if I would call it a regression with Paige, but more like, she's turned aggressive mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just mean and mad and just angry at the world and just angry at her brother. She just can't, she but really just doesn't so know why. annoyed with him. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture for her and explain it to her, but it's, it's useless. I don't know why I even try and it, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so yes, my mother's day, it was sort of the peak of our craziness um, but how was your, it was good. Otherwise we had, you know, a great dinner and it was nice to be with my, I don't even remember what we did, honestly, but it was nice outside, which was great because it's been raining a ton here, which I know. How are you guys doing with all the rain in Michigan? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like 2020, the year that keeps on giving. So in Michigan, yeah. <laughs> this is the week that the dam let go. So they're talking about a city kind of in the middle of the state. That's going to be um, nine feet underwater potentially. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess life could be a lot worse, but, um, yeah, Mother's Day was, the weather was horrible and all I wanted was a gyro. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Did you so get it? I did. And it was oh, fantastic. Um, but it, I had to like stock down all these restaurants. I'm like, okay, that place isn't open. Where else would have this? You know, I, it was, it was the weirdest thing. So Yeah. I had okay. diner carry out gyros on Mother's Day. <laughs> now, was it a full on lamb gyro? Oh, yeah. It was, okay, good. It was fantastic. And like nice. fresh blocks at feta. Oh, yeah. It was so oh, good. Yum. Yeah, that it was good. Awesome. 
All right. But so do you, what else? I guess I'll continue with my yeah. updates. All right. So again, it's been it's been a long time since we've chatted. So daycare updates. You know, uh, my, uh, our governor, uh, I think his name is Mike, Mike DeWine. Uh, he has let daycares officially as of June 1st open. Of course, there's a lot of new rules and guidelines and we have to have smaller class sizes, but I am just chomping at the bit as far as getting my kids back into daycare. Specifically, Paige will be in kind of like a, a kindergarten classroom with kindergarten aged uh, children. So they'll be doing more learning and outside activities, whereas Cameron will be in preschool, but you know, a summer camp type preschool, but they're going to the same place. And, but it's kind of a catch 22, you know, if we send them to daycare, I fear that none of our friends are going to, are going to want to hang out with us because they're going to be exposed to that many more kids and therefore that many more parents. And, you know, I've got this vacation planned. Our whole family has this vacation planned to go to Nags Head at the end of June. And with my dad, who is definitely someone who, if he, if he got COVID-19, it probably wouldn't, uh, I don't know that he would survive. He's had a lot of lung issues, collapsed lungs. He doesn't smoke or anything, but he's always had uh, lung issues. And I just know, I mean, it, it would not be good for him. So I don't even know if I want to risk going on vacation with him or if I want to put him, you know, make him feel bad. And I don't even want to put the um, decision in his hands because I don't want him to feel bad saying no. So it's almost like, okay, if we're sending him to daycare, we just have to cancel our vacation. So that's one thing. It's it's a catch-22, but I think I know what choice we're going to make because I don't think we really have much of a choice considering how Paige has been acting. I mean, they need to get back into school and back into a at least somewhat normal schedule. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, let's see. What has been good? I've been watching the this season of <laughs> Top Chef. I don't know if you guys watch that. Do you no, watch Top Chef? I don't. Oh, so good. So good. It's, it's, the, it's like the Top Chef Masters or... It, all the the best from previous seasons. That's what it is this season. So it's it's really really good. Oh, I've been making reading a lot of good books. I'm currently reading Things You Save in a Fire, and I'm pretty much obsessed. I I've become you, Nicole, where I literally <laughs> finished half this book in two days. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I know the Kindle. I think has been really helpful for me. Um, I should have I should have made that purchase a long time ago. I did finally get a haircut. Thank goodness. So I was able to get in and get a haircut. So that made me very happy. Today, I presented a wellness presentation to over, it was actually over a thousand uh, employees at the university where I work. Wow. Of course, it, it, what made it easier was, was that I didn't have to like look out onto people and see their faces looking back at me. So that's, you know, one benefit, I guess, of using Zoom. Still, uh, but that's a lot. Yeah. Tons of questions. And they kept, they, you know, questions kept coming in and I could see the little, um, you know, the flashing question uh, mm-hmm. symbol up on, on the top of the screen, which was a little bit, um, it, it, it certainly, I, it didn't get in the way of the presentation, but it was just a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, unnerving. Like unnerving. Like- yes. Distracting for yeah. sure. <laughs> but it was good. And then lastly, my last little update, I know I've talked a little bit about my sleeping and how I went on thyroid medicine to, because I had like low thyroid and I was hoping, hoping that it would help me with my premenstrual, uh, basically being awake for three days before my period. So that didn't really help. So I started taking Lexapro about three weeks ago to kind of even out my serotonin levels. And I have been nothing but tired. I mean, I am just exhausted hmm. all the time to the point where yesterday Nick had to run an errand and I was with the kids and I fell asleep. 
months. Wow. He came home and I was passed out on the couch. So are you going to stay on it? Well, I called the pharmacist and I talked to them about it. And they said that this, you know, different side effects of Lexapro may go away after a while. So to give it a little bit more time, I'm going to try to give it one more month. And if they don't, if that side effect does not go away, I'm going to start cutting it in half. So I take 10 milligrams and I'll just start to take five, which is a tiny, tiny little dose. But if it will help me with, you know, the sleep when I'm PMSing that three days before my period, I will be, I mean, maybe, maybe I only need five milligrams. So we'll see. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure there will be more to come on that. It's like the never ending sleep saga. It's either (laughs) not enough or too much or I'm wired or I'm drowsy. It's yeah. I'll, I'll find the happy medium eventually. They don't tell you all these things when you become a woman. I'm telling you. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Or a parent. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, I'll survive. Well, I can't say my uh, my May is going a whole lot better. I mean, some good, but okay. Yeah. Two and a half weeks ago. So it's been a while since we talked for sure. Gorgeous Mm -hmm. day. I was like, okay, people. I know a couple people who pay, play uh, tennis. And so I rallied up a couple people to go play doubles. I'm like, okay, we're socially distanced, 70 some degree, like beautiful Saturday. So we go and we start playing and I warm up fine. Everything's good. And we, I, then my calf, it's like a Charlie horse almost. So I, I rotate out cause we had five. So I'm like, Hey, Lindsay rotate in, I'm going to stretch. So I stretch it. And then the game was over and I rotated back in which I should not have done. So then I go to run for a, a ball. I feel like a pole so tight and then like a pop in my calf immediately like bent over. And I, I was just, it was that moment where I was like, mm, surgery, like, yep, like did it this time, you know? Oh, and it's always tennis. It's, it's never hockey. And so I hobbled over to the side and I sat there for like the next hour. And um, Lindsay had left by that point. So it was, it was the guys there. And, you know, they just like continue playing there. Nobody checks on me. So then it's time to leave. And I like barely make it to the car and I get out. I mean, the next couple of days are just so painful. Um, just iced and ibuprofen and all of that. I'm so it's not 100 percent, but it's like 95 percent better. So thank God. But it, I saw my doctor and it was a calf tear. Oh, wow. So you can apparently tear your muscle. And unless it tears all the way, it just has to heal by itself. So oh. she imagines that it was pretty bad, but I did a really good job of of staying off of it um, for like okay. close to a week. Um, probably not as long as I should have. But um, so that happened. Crisis somewhat averted. Um, I was offered a cookbook deal, which was awesome. Um, and it was on diabetes. And I was so tempted oh. to say yes. And I said no. Um, okay. It just... I just don't have the time. We talked about this last time. So mm-hmm. I was expecting the deal to kind of come through and I'm flattered and I wish I could have said yes, but it's yeah. the timing is just not there. I, the, this particular publisher um, I've worked with before and their turnaround time, they want a book in like seven weeks. I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm like I work full time and have kids like a plus a podcast, a blog. like there's just no way. Yeah. So I know, you know why they do it that way, but I just, I could not put out my best work like that. So um, you kind of already, I already talked about Mother's Day a little bit, but just kind of like status quo, like another weekend, like I think by <laughs> like the end of like really like midday on Sunday, I think Mark and I are both like counting down the the minutes to like daycare okay. drop off on. Uh, yeah, no, I want them out the door like somebody else's problem for we have a seven we get daycare for seven hours a day right now. So um, I know I won't tease you. OK. Oh and my gosh. <laughs> yeah. we rebooked Cancun. So we canceled our trip. Um, when was whatever that was spring break and we're rebooked for November. 
we'll see if that happens. Everything's we already got upgraded on all of our flights. Mark's like, we're we're the only two on the flights. I'm like, awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. And then I'm having this this crisis over my blog. And I, I do yeah, okay. want to quickly hear your pain here. So I decided my blog is going to be 11 uh, in June, which is just wow. crazy. There's over 2,300 posts. And the site is like just boring. Like it works, but there's really nothing. It deserves a little oomph. Um, mm-hmm. So I found somebody that I wanted to oomph it up. And then I was sitting around this past weekend, not wanting to parent a minute longer. And I was like, what does prevention RD like? Is that my brand? Is that who I am? It's who I've been for mm-hmm. most of. I mean, I started as something else. I don't even remember, but that was very short lived. I've pretty much been prevention RD. And I think it really encompasses a lot of my philosophy. But when I think about like, what do I breathe in and out like every day? Like, what is my brand? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I was like, busy as a mother. That is a, like, that's my brand. Like busy as a mother RD, something like that. So I posed this question to Instagram uh-huh. and I was surprised people were like all for, I should say it was like 60, 40, 60% wanted me to stay as prevention RD. And then 40% okay. said to change. You said to stay, right? I did. Uh-huh. Okay, what's it's your just rationale? Because you've you've come so far making a, a name for yourself and you're known as Prevention RD. It's been eleven years and that's I know. It's what you're known as. And it's just it's kind of it's your tag name, it's your stamp. I mean I know. But doesn't mean you can't change. I mean, because because actually, technically, the hardest thing about you know building your brand is getting people to follow your website. So you'd have would you have the same website? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. Because you've got all those followers. That's why it's such a big deal. Like, I, yeah. I mean, we I've thought about, I mean, and, and maybe our listeners can tell us, I would be happy to talk about like my my blogging career, if you will, because it is a source of income for us. It, it pays for daycare. I shouldn't say us, me, um, yeah. us as a family. <laughs> there is no other we about that website. Um, but it is, it has been a labor. I mean, 2,300 posts, that's insane. I mean, that is a yeah. lot of posts mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. takes time and effort and all of that. So I'm, I'm with you. That's like why, that's what's holding me back is it's completely my brand. Um, I mean, my two first cookbooks, it has prevention RD in the title. I mean, I would yeah. be giving up a lot. Um, so I think I've been talked out of it. So anyway, yeah. I appreciate yeah. your feedback. I really do. But a lot of people um, said to stay. So that was helpful. I was, it doesn't mean that you can't update the look of your blog or your website. Hold, oh no, that is right? getting yeah. that is getting done. Yeah, it needs yeah. it. It deserves it. Yeah. Deserves it. I don't. I think so too. I think that's it. Um. Yeah. Let's jump in. Yeah. Let's jump. That in. was a long catch funny. up, but I miss you. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's just been so much going on. There's been so much, but yet so little going on. It's just. <laughs> it's just really. I've. I, I, I think I'm, I'm actually also to the point now where I've become a little bit depressed about this whole thing. You know, our, our pools aren't going to be, they're going to be open, but they're, we're not able to get um, season passes. So we have to pay each time we go, which is such a ripoff. If you, if I, if you do the math, I mean, we would go to the pool every weekend, sometimes even during the week, you know, two or three times mm-hmm. you do the math. I mean, it's going to cost double. And who knows if we're even able to get in when we go because they're going to have a limit on how many people can actually get into the pool at one time. And they're only opening two of the three pools. I mean, half the things we had planned this summer, whatever. I don't want to have a whole woe is me moment, but it's it's starting to hit me that the summer is just going to be so, so different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, 
Um, but yes, uh, still lots of good things going on. And especially the fact that June 1st, I will be sending my kids to daycare. And it's not just good for me. I think that that's truly going to be very, very good for them. So, And I saw right. a poll. I know that's debatable. Like people... They- mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm about done with Facebook and the opinions because we are just like so busy judging one another. But I will say that Mm -hmm. consensus on that thread anyway, and it was like in a large Mm -hmm. group, um, consensus was like, yes, I'm sending my child just because the risk is there. But there is a Mm -hmm. lot of hidden risks, if you will, in kind of living life the way we have for the past two plus months. Like it, it, this is not sustainable. So, um, I I hear you. I hear you. I don't, we couldn't make it. We could not make it doing this for another month. There's just no way. I don't think our, even our relationship would make it. And I'm talking about me and Nick. I'm talking about me and the kids. I mean, it's just, it has <laughs> yeah. not been positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you can't leave the house. I mean, really you can, but there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Really, there's nothing. You can't even go to the park. I know. Uh, so that's, and it's been raining. And so that makes it difficult too. It's been raining for literally three days straight. So it's just, it's just depressing. I'm having a depressing couple of days. <laughs> it's fine. Let's make it happy. And let's talk about our favorite, easier, <laughs> balanced foods that we've made over the past 12 months. I'm excited about this. But before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please write us a review. We've had some really great ones recently, and we're very thankful for that. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us, and they really help us reach more people. So we'd appreciate them very, very much. We do appreciate them very much. Okay, so each year around this time, we bring you all the recipes we've made in the past 12 months that were balanced, nutrient-dense, and relatively simple. We also throw in some favorite new products if we have them. So let's dive right in. All right, so first, uh, well, first of all, just if you're interested, I know I say each year we we, uh, post our favorite recipes for the past 12 months. We've only ever done one other episode other than this, and that was episode eight, and that was posted back in March March 4th of 2019. Good old 2019. (laughs) If you're interested in that episode, check it out. Where life was a little bit more simple somehow. Just a tad. And of course, all the links to our recipes are, if you just go to the show notes on either your phone or on our uh, dietitiansdish.com website, you can find all the links to those recipes. And same thing with this uh, episode. Everything that we talk about, we will link in our show notes. So Nicole, what was your number one, you don't have anything written down here, your number one best recipe since the last episode that was relatively simple? Oh, since the last episode. Yeah, or the last 12 months, yeah. Um, other than the ones listed below. Yeah. I wanted you to pick out your number one, even though I put two. (laughs) Does it have to be easy? I can go first. Well, yeah. Healthier in a hurry. Okay. You go first. I have to think about it. Okay. So I've got two, even though I said number one. My first one is instant pot chicken teriyaki bowls, which honestly, when I first saw this recipe, it didn't really sound too enticing to me, but it was so delicious and so easy. And even my children actually ate them, which for my kids, that's really saying a lot. And the best part about it is it's really just one one dish. You literally just put everything into the Instant Pot and push start and bam. So I love, okay, I think it might've included a skillet too. So I love any dish where it's, or any recipe where you're using very, very few utensils or dishes um, because I hate to do dishes and generally- even when I cook, I still have to do the dishes. So I think that this just um, consisted of a skillet and the Instant Pot. And it was just so good, so flavorful. The chicken was so perfect. 
the perfect amount of protein and vegetable and starch and the rice. So very, very good. And then second, instant pot. So it's two instant pot recipes, actually. Uh, mac and cheese with ham and peas, uh, a number one fa- family favorite in our household. And it's probably requested at least twice a month, even yeah. when it's, you know, 80 degrees outside. Instant pot mac and cheese with ham and peas. I got that recipe from allrecipes.com. Delicious. I just love that it rhymes. Okay, so question for those like me who are still holding strong on not buying an Instant Pot. Um, mm-hmm. Can either of those be made without the Instant Pot? So probably, but I wouldn't know like how to change it up, the the timing. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I've never actually made, hold on, have I? I've, I don't think I've ever, no, I have. I was thinking I've never made anything with rice in the slow cooker, but that sounds really like a dumb thing to say. Of course I have. I don't know. They probably could. They probably could. I would not know like how the ratio of time to change. Okay. What's, what's your, what's your holdback on Instapot? I don't have space for it. So the one that I have is actually an Instant Pot slash slow cooker. So you could do both. Do you have a slow cooker? I do. I have two, actually. I should... Three. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think we've solved okay. your problem. <laughs> one is for like dips, though. It's like teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. Um, And one is just like a hoss. Like it's a Hamilton Beach. Like it's just my go-to. And then I have mm-hmm. like a behemoth one that I keep in the basement. Okay. Yeah. You might want to get rid of the behemoth one, <laughs> perhaps, and <laughs> replace it with an Instant Pot slash uh, slow cooker. Or just okay. an Instant Pot. They're tiny. They have really small ones. I'll consider it, Gina. I'll take it under yeah. consideration. No, I-, I will tell you, though, I still use my slow cooker more often than my Instant Pot. Oh, interesting. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. It's just a pressure cooker. I don't even know why I'm saying Instant Pot. I don't even have an Instant Pot. <laughs> it's a pressure cooker. It's a pressure cooker slash slow cooker, but it an Instant Pot is a pressure cooker. That's all it is. It's just a different brand. Right. Yeah. So, or a sp- specific brand of Well, of I'll check out cooker. that recipe and see if I can un-Instapot it or un-pressure cook it. Yeah, it. yeah. Or just get a pressure cooker and, and try it out. <laughs> I think meat in a pressure cooker, it tastes better than the slow cooker, personally. Oh, interesting. Well, I would say my number one is called Tangy Sweet and Sour Meatballs. And it uses frozen turkey meatballs, which I think are a highly underrated product. Um, mm-hmm. for the frozen food section. And then it uses um, canned pineapple, which you can buy either in water or 100% fruit juice, and then green bell pepper. So I bulked it up. Next time I make it, I'm actually going to add some like chunks of onion too. Um, but yeah, it just makes it's it's so good. It's so simple, but it's just basically like pineapple and green bell pepper and like a homemade sweet and sour sauce. It sounds delicious. But I think it's I super easy. Photo. Yeah. Okay. All right, so now let's go through our top eight to 10 recipes. We'll go back and forth and I'll let you go ahead and get started. So this first one I made on a recent cooking demo um, and it, the the suggestion actually came from marketing. They were, I was like, I'm out of recipe ideas. It was first and go to Mayo. And they were like, what about a chicken tortilla soup? And I was like, uh, you know, a lot of chicken tortilla soup recipes have a ton of ingredients. Well, mm-hmm. a quick little search <laughs> landed me on all recipes for a six can chicken tortilla soup. So... I just tweaked it a bit, but it's basically two cans of broth and all these recipes are on there. A cream of a can of cream of chicken, a can of corn, a can of black beans, some rotisserie chicken, cumin and chili powder. Boom. Done. 20 minutes simmer. And then it's all in the topping. So I added like cilantro and a handful of crushed tortilla chips, of course, um, a squeeze of lime juice. Money. So good. That sounds delicious. Actually, why don't you do your second one too? Okay. My second one, uh, 
And again, a product that I think is a bit underrated, uh, which is ground chicken and specifically ground chicken breast. So whenever you're buying a ground poultry, um, just remember that the skin is usually included. So the saturated fat intake is generally not that low. Um, So if you're using ground chicken or ground turkey, try and find the ground turkey breast or ground chicken breast. Uh, So this is called a sweet Thai basil chicken. And so big flavors, low sodium soy sauce, some fish sauce, which don't be afraid of that, even if you don't like the smell or the taste of fish, Uh, toasted sesame oil, ginger paste. And I I get it from a tube rather than like buying the root. That's kind of a recent shortcut of mine. Um, And then chili paste. Mm. So like the sambal oleic, Um, I'm probably saying that wrong. Do you know what I mean? The, The brand? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, which is quite spicy, but it'll stay good in your refrigerator forever. So my mom will often say, recipes like that use so many ingredients, Nicole. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she would say. Um, and if you <laughs> listen to the last episode, you know she doesn't sound like that. But um, all of those ingredients last forever. And if you do any type of kind of like Asian-y um, flavored cooking, you'll yeah. use those on repeat. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll later talk about hoisin and rice vinegar. But those two, I would just kind of add those to your list of kind of staple ingredients in your house because they're big, big, big on flavor. Okay. I like the idea of a ginger paste because I hate, you know, getting ginger, then having to take off the skin yes. and then mincing it really fine. I do love ginger too. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So something that I've been making a lot lately is shrimp scampi. I've got this great recipe from all recipes. My kids love shrimp. It's really the only fish or I guess shellfish that they will eat. I always make it with angel hair pasta. Actually, I think the recipe that I put in our show notes called for linguine pasta. No, I feel like it tastes much better with angel. I'm just a huge fan of angel hair pasta. Plus it cooks in much like about three, three to four minutes. Or I will just do angel hair pasta with a little bit of tuna from a can. Yes. Capers, lemon and olive oil. And sometimes I just have that for dinner and it is just divine. And, you know, my kids will sometimes try it. They usually only eat pasta with marinara sauce on top, but I'll put some sauce on there and they'll eat it even with the tuna on there. I know that sounds disgusting, but hey. No. So that's one of my favorites. Quick, cheap protein. Um, Exactly. When you say scampi, are we talking a butter base? I'm assuming. Yes, butter base. So the, the recipe that I love just calls for a bunch of butter and a bunch of olive oil shallots, which I don't typically add because of the whole FODMAP thing, but I do add the garlic, so garlic, cloves, uh, shrimp, salt, white wine, lemon. It's just so good. Mm. And I always put Parmesan cheese on top. Love. But I I actually usually buy Romano cheese, shredded Romano. So delicious. I actually had this for dinner tonight. And then my next one is one pan chicken and brown rice casserole. I wouldn't even call it a casserole. It's really just brown rice that I put in like my Lake Creuset pan, uh, chicken stock, chicken thighs. Um, I believe a little bit of garlic, salt, pepper, and then I cook it all in the oven. So it's literally just one pan. So I love that. And then I, it calls for ham, but we do bacon. And then, so at the end, we'll cook the bacon separately and then I'll kind of add it in the last five minutes. So it kind of infuses the flavors into the the pan. And then I add frozen peas at the end. And this is one of my, my family's favorite dishes. So I would say this one and then that mac and cheese. There must be a thing with like ham and peas, peas. that my, my family really <laughs> likes, including myself. I mean, it's a great, it's a great combination, but that, that one is definitely a favorite. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to check out your recipes for sure. 
um, since you don't post them on your blog anymore. Uh, Okay. So you mentioned seafood (laughs) and I would agree with you. My kids hands down shrimp. I mean, it must be because kids are expensive. And so why not just keep that flowing with their seafood selection? (laughs) Um, But one of worse. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. Um, My best friend sent me a recipe not too long ago. It's a it's called fish Florentine. And I was you kind of look at it and you're like, eh, like whatever. Well, the sum of the parts, you guys, Mm -hmm. is like it's there. So don't be Mm -hmm. afraid of fish. If you think you won't like it, this is my new thing with my kids. If you think you won't like it, chances are you won't. If you think you will, chances are you will. (laughs) Like that's Mm -hmm. just, but this fish, you can choose any white fish, but a mild kind of white fish. So cod or pollock or something like that. Um, But it has some spinach in there and a red pepper, like a diced bell pepper. And it has a creamy sauce. Uh, Uses a little bit of cream cheese, but super basic. It's ready in like 20 minutes. So good. So if you're, if you're a little on the fence about preparing fish at home or you're just not, you kind of want like an intro to fish or a way to introduce your children, you can kind of maybe even leave the spinach out to kind of introduce them. But my kids weren't so keen on the spinach, but they ate the fish right up. So Sounds really um, do you want me to do one more? Are we doing two back? And yeah, forth? let's just do two. Might as well. Cool. Okay. So another one is admittedly, and I, it seems like children love sausage. Do your kids love sausage? Uh, yes. Han- I actually, they like it so much. I had to start buying the, I started buying the Morningstar one because mm-hmm. I thought that's just too much processed meat for them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah no joke. Well, Especially lately, I don't know. I know kids love sausage. Okay. And admittedly, mm-hmm. I love like Cajun style and Dewey sausage and that, yeah. that, and, uh, Adele's brand. I'm probably, probably saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Ad- I don't Adele's. know. Um, maybe. It's just really good. So this okay. recipe is an easy sheet pan Cajun sausage and veggies, but it just, it's super basic, it just based olive oil and some Cajun seasoning, but it's, it just works. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of adjusted the cooking times a little bit so that your potatoes are for sure done while your broccoli isn't soggy, but it's just an all-in-one sheet pan meal and it includes sausage, which I've decided most children love. So is this recipe from Amanda at Michigan, Michigan dietitian? Potentially. Because she has a very, very, I don't know if it's andouille sausage, but I've made it before. It calls for sweet potatoes, vegetables, sausage, I think even apple. So maybe this is not the same thing. No, not the same thing. M.I. Nutrition, I think is her. Yes, um, she's a doll. I love her. Yes, yeah. And she has a a good recipe that I've I've made. It calls for apples and sausage and I think sweet potatoes and vegetables. That That was really good. Okay, I guess I'm next. Let's see here. Oh. This was one I made for the first time recently because somehow we ended up, oh, I know, for Nick's 40-something-ish birthday, you guys all know he's 41, (laughs) his sister bought him like this giant thing of meat, like a bunch of really, really good meats, like pork chops and a bunch of other meat. I don't even know, but these giant pork chops, okay? And I was like, what am I going to do with these things? So I went to allrecipes.com, one of my favorite websites. And found pork chops Italiano, and boy, was it delicious. Mushrooms, olive oil, garlic. Ever since I'm I'm able to now eat more garlic, I will tell you I've been going to town with garlic. I mean, I add it to everything. I love it. Basil, oregano, salt, pepper, uh, and then some more. Oh, bell peppers as well. So it's got the mushrooms and bell peppers for some vegetable. Oh, yeah, and a can of diced Italian tomatoes. I think this was also a one pan dish and it was delicious. I tend to like, I, I write what the score out of 10 was on whenever I print out recipes and I gave this one a nine out of 10, I think because the kids didn't necessarily love it, but it was, I've actually already made it twice since, since January. 
What so thickness of pork chops do you usually use? I don't buy a lot of pork chops. I will say that. And actually, after having these pork chops, they were thicker. They were almost, I would say, like in, in two inches, I feel like. Pretty oh, thick. Two inches they were thick? thick. Wow. Okay, hold on. I'm, they were huge. Okay, yes. But I generally buy like pretty thin ones. I will say after buying, after having these, the thicker ones, I'll probably only ever buy thicker ones. Interesting. Because they're just very, very They good. stay moist. They exactly. Otherwise, yeah. I just, I just cook them to death. And I, mm-hmm. yeah. Or maybe I just need to perfect my pork cooking, but I honestly don't make a lot of pork chops. I do a lot of more pork tenderloin than pork chops. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next one is a name that does not sound very enticing, but it was very, very good. It's Slow Cooker Healthy Taco Casserole. So a pretty boring um, title. But I gave this one at a 10 out of 10. And it calls for ground beef, onion, bell pepper, lots of bell peppers, collard greens, very random, beef broth, which I think I just use vegetable broth, honestly, uh, grape tomatoes, beans, tomato sauce, taco seasoning, corn tortillas, and sharp cheddar cheese. Delicious. And all it involved was a slow cooker and a skillet. So you had to cook the beef and the vegetables first and then layer it into the slow cooker. So good. And the kids also enjoyed this one. So this will, this is definitely going in my, my repertoire for the next, you know, I don't know, year. I, I try to rotate through recipes on and off throughout the year until I get sick of them. But I'm probably going to make this one or another another few times at least because it was it was a well-liked dish in this household. Too funny. Um, no, actually, that sounds really good. I'm going to make a lot of these. Um, okay, barbecue chicken wraps. This was barbecue chicken for the kids and I. Mark prefers buffalo. So what I like oh, about this is too. I just make like this. Okay, it's not the epitome of health, certainly, but um, just like chicken tenders that Mm-hmm. already have flavor on them and I just bake them and then add them to like a whole wheat tortilla that has um, like lettuce, maybe a little bit of cheese um, and then roll them up like burrito style, cut them in half. And then like last we actually had these for dinner last night. I served it with a bunch of steamed broccoli um, or I'll do like homemade sweet potato fries or oven fries. Uh, but the kids love them. I love them. It's to me, it's kind of like takeout without being takeout. Yeah, um, really good. Just simple. I think the the next one is like a a brinner breakfast for dinner, uh, mm-hmm. and it's from which cookbook is it? Um, I think it's from what's the one that has a has f u c k in the name? Um, the the F-it diet? No, I don't know. It's a vegan cookbook that. Oh, you you got you couldn't remember this the name of this one last time. It, uh... I can't remember it. Remember, didn't we have this conversation last okay. time? And it was, I'll look it up. Remember while, what it was. I don't remember. I'll look it up while you're doing yours, but it's they're okay. vegan whole wheat, banana, nut pancakes. And the only ingredients okay. are flour, sugar, banana, almond milk, baking soda, vanilla, and walnuts. And these pancakes, I think I added the walnuts. I don't think those were originally in there, um, but okay. I posted them on my blog, the recipe that I made. These pancakes were nearly an, they were three quarters of an inch thick. They were so fluffy and oh my gosh, they were so good. Despite using whole wheat flour, sometimes they can get a little dense and mm-hmm. I, they need syrup for sure, but they were mm-hmm. so good. And I love that it uses a little bit of sugar, but you've got a lot of sweetness coming in from the banana. And then I personally loved the crunch of the walnuts in the pancakes. So really good. That sounds good. Super easy. 
Do you prefer thick pancakes or flapjacks? Thick. I don't know why. Yeah. You too. Or do they call it flatjack? Isn't that what it's called when you make them really, really thin? Flapjack? Why do I, am, am I making that up? Uh, I don't know. But there's, no, you know, there's a flapjacks. really thin yeah. variety. Okay. When I was in college, this guy I dated every morning when I came over in the morning for breakfast because I wasn't living at his house or anything. Um, <laughs> he, would make, he would make me breakfast. <laughs> you. Mom, sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Um, you just help me breakfast. (laughs) We cuddled. Um, and, uh, he would take the spatula and make the pancakes super, super flat. And I was always so turned off by it. I love thick pancakes. Like the thicker, the better. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So you look up that recipe. Thug Kitchen. And the subtitle is eat like you give up. You know what? So got it. And when you read the recipes, I love that cookbook. It has like 80, over 8,400 reviews on Amazon. And I will say I've made a lot of their recipes and they're all really good. So, okay. You've mentioned that a couple of times, so I'll have to check that one out. All right. So my next one is fall vegetable sloppy joes. So this will be a good one to bring up when we talk about our, our fall harvest, our summer bounty, basically, because it calls for a lot of the things that, well, I'm not necessarily, uh, planting any of these or growing any of these in our yard necessarily, but they will be in season in the fall. So things like butternut squash, carrots, parsnips, or really any root vegetable you can think of. So it's, I think it calls for ground beef actually, but I think I made make it typically with ground turkey or ground chicken. So any, any type of ground poultry and then lots of vegetables, specifically root vegetables, some good seasoning. I don't have the recipe with me in front of me, but it is definitely a favorite Uh, lots of flavor and a good way to kind of have almost like a comfort food, but with added nutrients to make it more nutrient dense. I love sloppy joes. Parsnips are so underrated. Oh my gosh. I love parsnips. Roasted parsnips are one of my favorite things. Definitely. I agree with you. They're like a carrot, but sweeter. Uh, A little tangy. I don't know how to describe it, but oh, they're so good. If you've never had a parsnip, give, give them a whirl. Uh, yeah, so those are those are a favorite in this house. I usually put them on a good whole wheat bun, sometimes with like coleslaw on top. I know that sounds really random or just some melted cheese. And then my other one is slow cooker lasagna, which is I love lasagna. I would almost say I love lasagna more than pizza. I don't know what it is. It, it reminds me of my childhood. My grandma used to always make lasagna and it was just the best tasting lasagna. I'm still looking for that recipe because my dad doesn't seem to know where it is. But this one calls for ground beef and Italian sausage. Instead of Italian sausage, I used chorizo. I made it twice and both times I've used not chorizo, um, not the real chorizo, but actually uh, Morningstar chorizo, which I realize is completely different than Italian sausage. It's more of like a Mexican um, flavor, but it worked every time I've, I've, I've done this, which has only been twice, but very, very good. So black pepper, salt, onion, Italian seasoning, uh, dried parsley flakes, Worcestershire sauce, tomato sauce, tomato paste, lasagna noodles, mozzarella cheese, cottage cheese, Parmesan cheese. So all the basic lasagna ingredients, I just kind of modified it to make it a little bit more nutrient dense, I guess. And I've also considered instead of using lasagna noodles, doing what I love to do best. So maybe in the fall, I will get some butternut squash. I could even do it now and thinly slice it and use that for my noodles. That's what I do with my lasagna that's just in the oven. But I think that that would be a good thing to try in this recipe too. But it was a huge hit in our house. I think I actually made this for my uh, 
for some for some relatives uh and they and they really enjoyed it so and do it you makes use a, a mandolin or do you use just like a hand um like vegetable a peeler knife. oh a knife you i just use a big knife actually i usually have nick do it for me you mean with the butternut squash yeah yeah i usually just have i just say hey nick here you go and he does it in like five minutes Oh, wow. Okay. And he's very precise when he cooks. I mean, everything is just perfectly clean cut and the perfect thickness and they're all consistently thick. It's sickening, but I love it. He does a really good job with that. <laughs> I think he was a chef in another world in another life. I associate Nick with like food and restaurants always. So do you? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's always worked in one. So yeah. Or sold food to them. Yep. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Was that your two? That was two. That was my right? two. Yep. Um, okay. So apparently I love gyros or gyros. Um, so this next recipe is a slow cooker beef gyro. Uh, so super simple. It uses a high quality cut of beef, um, but you can pretty much use whatever you want. Um, and then you, so just cooks in like beef broth and some garlic and like oregano. I mean, super simple. And then you top it. It just kind of falls apart after eight hours in slow cooker and then top it with like chopped up cucumber and tomato and onion and tzatziki. You can buy like Greek yogurt tzatziki from, if you don't want to make it on your own. Um, I mean, pretty much everywhere sells it, even Aldi. And anyway, I will add feta cheese next time. So I already blogged about it, which is the link, uh, but I will add feta next time. I think it'll add uh, some good flavor. And then my last yeah. one, which isn't a recipe per se, but I just think baked tofu is a nice little something that comes together quickly. And I will say that's kind of our default like vegetarian protein source, but I always mm -hmm. buy extra firm I um, cut it like kind of widthwise to create two thinner slabs and then use um, a bunch of paper towels or like clean dish towels to press out excess moisture. And then I just cube it up, uh, lay it on a baking sheet that's usually lined with parchment so I don't have to clean it, spray it with nonstick cooking spray, a little bit of salt and pepper, and then 400 degrees for anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Just kind of depends on on how you want it done. Um, and I know that's, that's not as quick as I would want dinner done, but you don't do anything else like that's it so yeah you kind of chop it up and then it does its thing so it's more of a timing thing to to make it happen um on a weeknight anyway um and then I like to add like some type of a peanut sauce and vegetables um so I included in the show notes uh this Thai peanut sauce that uses coconut milk like canned coconut milk and peanut butter it is so good you could yeah. like drink it so I uh -huh. yeah that's kind of my go-to is and you can buy like jarred peanut sauce it like whatever kind of I mean just look around like the ethnic food aisle and you'll find some great like Thai sauces um you can use even like a tikka masala type you know sauce to go with it and I mean your tofu you can do whatever you want with it so baked tofu I love Thai peanut sauces love them in fact tomorrow I'm making something in like a foil uh wrap with shrimp and coconut just like this, coconut milk, peanut, I think peanut butter or peanuts. And I'm so excited for it. It's one of my favorite things. Add some noodles. Oh, so delicious. Yum. There was something else I was going to say about, oh, I know what I was going to say. I definitely, I mean, it's funny. We say, you know, healthier in a hurry. And half of my recipes are in the slow cooker, which is not necessarily fast. But to me, a hurry means you can prepare it fast. Like even if you can just prepare it in five minutes and throw it in a slow cooker and then just sit around and wait and twiddle your thumbs and until it's ready. To me, that means that that's a quick, easy recipe. Okay. So I agree with work you. and knowing that dinner is in the crock pot and done is right up there with like crawling in between clean sheets after a, a warm shower. Like uh, there's, it's <laughs> like so true. an uh, indescribable like level of happy, you know, I, it's just, I know. no. 
opening the door to the delicious smells of what you put in there when you, before you left for work and knowing that you don't have to do anything to prepare dinner. It's already ready already. It's lovely. It's so you lovely. Eat, and then all the, you know, it, it, bonus if you, you know, put everything into the slow cooker and you still were able to put whatever dishes you did make into the dishwasher or, you know, wash them. And then you have zero dishes to do other than whatever you're eating off of. Ugh, even better. Okay. So my last two are more like sweet treats. And the first one is my obsession. It's from Clean Eating Magazine back in, oh gosh, this is an old, this is from 2007. Okay. I'm sorry. Not that old. 2017. My bad. These are chocolate chip almond butter cookies. And there's no flour in these recipes. Not that it really matters. I'm not anti-flour or anything, but they definitely have a distinct flavor because of that. So it just calls for almond butter. Suck, succinate. Well, succinant. I don't even know what that is, but it's some type of a sugar. I just use sugar. <laughs> so it calls for me. <laughs> I am not fancy. You're like, I've made this recipe. But I have no idea what the hell that is. So I just use sugar. I was like, what is sucking at? I'm using sugar. And I did. And they turn out just fine. And I've made this recipe many a time. Okay. So don't you worry about that sucking at. If you want to use that, that's fine. I am dying. Okay. It's do, you know, a, do you know what I'm talking about? It's a brand name for a variety of whole cane sugar. Oh, please. Okay. So they obviously sponsored this page in Clean Eating Magazine. Just use sugar or whatever type of sugar you want. Um, you know, sugar, table sugar is cane sugar. It's fine. Um, just don't use like powdered sugar or brown sugar. Just use sugar. And then eggs, baking soda, sea salt, and then dark chocolate. I always add a half a cup of oats. And I did put that in our show notes as well. And they're just so good. And I almost feel like I'm eating something a little bit healthy when I eat it because of the, you know, the dark chocolate and the almond butter. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just the perfect little treat. Love them. And then lastly, your superfood cookies that I believe are not on your, are they in your book or are they your blog? No, I don't. It's just my blog. Okay. Well, I made these once and of course I modified the crap out of them because that's the thing I liked about them is that you could just kind of throw in whatever you want. So I believe you called for you asked for nuts in the recipe. I used, or I'm sorry, pepitas, which is pumpkin seeds, correct? Yes. I used just nuts because I didn't have pumpkin seeds. And then you also called for dried, the recipe called for dried fruit. I don't love dried fruit in my um, cookies. So I just had added chocolate chips, which I realized dried fruit probably is part of what made them a superfood cookie. But hey, chocolate chips can be a superfood. And then you also, in the recipe, listed coconut oil, I just chose to use butter. So I modified the crap out of them, clearly, mm -hmm. but they're delicious. We make them actually quite often. And I just use whatever I have in the pantry. And then there was something else. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So I was looking through your green cookbook a few <laughs> weeks ago. So I've been writing um, lists and lists of things to prepare. And I'm finally next week to the three or four recipes I listed for um, from your last cookbook. Or maybe it wasn't your last cookbook, but it was the green one, the one with a really long title. So probably <laughs> our, our next episode of this, I'll have some of those listed because I've I've got them on our menu for next week and then the week after that. So I'm excited about that. You're so funny. Okay. Uh, favorite simple and healthier new products or kitchen gadgets from the past year? You've got one thing, but it, it sounds like I, I know a lot of people are into this, so... Yeah, it's nothing novel, but everything yeah. but the bagel seasoning. I just... Mm -hmm. I think for a while I was kind of like, eh, what do I really use this on? And then probably with thanks to Instagram, 
I'm putting that stuff on everything. And my recent favorite is um, eggs and like avocado toast. Yum. Yum. Yeah. It, I put it on my salads. Like I'll sprinkle it on a sandwich. Like if I put like mustard on my sandwich, I'll just sprinkle some everything with the bagel. It's so good. It's so good. It makes everything better. Do you find that at, where do you get it? Um, even Aldi has it, but Trader Joe's usually. Okay. I need to get to Trader Joe's more often. The last time I went there, which was last Saturday, I realized Saturday's not the best day. There was a line about 10 people deep out the door because they are only letting certain people, an amount of people in. And it's our Trader Joe's is smaller as our most, you know, Trader Joe's mm-hmm. compared to other big, you know, grocery stores like Meyer or Kroger. So I'm not so sure I want to go back, at least not in the near future, but I'll have to keep that one in mind because I've been meaning, meaning to try that. I think I would like it too. Okay, so here's what I've got. Yogurt parfaits or smoothies. I've been really good, really, really into making smoothies for lunch lately. And yogurt parfaits, we're all just kind of layer yogurt, oats, maybe even some chocolate chips, some fruit, then more yogurt, uh, chia seeds. I just do layer upon layer upon layer. And then I just kind of look at it and see how beautiful it is and then devour it. (laughs) Smoothies for lunch. Today, I made a smoothie with a little bit of turmeric, some banana, a little bit of lavender lemon greek or not it wasn't greek it was lavender lemon um oh my gosh what is that brand siggy yogurt which is oh so good. yeah yeah which seems kind of random so it was lavender lemon banana peanut butter turmeric this sounds so odd a little bit of chocolate milk and a little bit of almond milk i know that sounds so weird but it was so good I honestly, I I think if you add peanut butter and a little bit of chocolate to any smoothie, it's just, it'll be delicious no matter what. That's my opinion. Also, since I'm into garlic now, I've been experiencing the jarred already chopped garlic and I don't think I'll ever go back to fresh, you know, chop yourself garlic. Do you use that too? I I firmly believe passionately actually that like real garlic is so much superior, but it is such a time saver. It's such a time saver. It is. And it doesn't make you, you know, I literally will chop garlic and my fingers will smell for days. I know. I, mean, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's worse things. <laughs> so when I crawl into my clean sheets at night, you know, once every two weeks, I'm like, oh, snuggle that garlic. <laughs> You'll keep the vampires away. I guess that's a bonus. Um, I'm such a nerd. All right. Sous vide. Uh, we got a sous vide machine for Christmas. And Nick has had some success, but I will say sous vide salmon was just the most melt-in-your-mouth, buttery, delicious piece of salmon I've ever had. I'm not saying everyone go out and buy one, but if you have one and you haven't tried salmon, do it now. It also needs a little bit of grilling afterwards. I feel like you need to, you know, sous vide it for a little bit and then finish it off with just a little bit of grill for that kind of... um, I don't know. Is it the Maillard reaction? I don't know what it is that that grilled char that I kind of like. Oh my gosh, Gina. What? You are such a dork. I would have never <laughs> remembered that from school, but I was prepping our next episode. I think it's our next episode. No, two episodes about grilling. And I was like, oh my, I was like having chemistry flashbacks and you just like, you just retain that stuff. That's, you're such a dork. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't even think I'm right though, because for those of you who don't know, no, the, you're I totally right. It right. Is it like? Yes. It, isn't it usually with something sweet? Does the salmon have anything any sugar in it? It might. I no, it, know. it's a it's a protein reaction. Okay, okay, but it's it's got that taste. And yes, I am a total nerd. All right, <laughs> already marinated pork. Like made my day. I don't know why. But you... 
<laughs> I will definitely attest to that. Dietitian right. humor. Oh, man. <laughs> totally. Uh, so I said I don't necessarily buy a lot of pork chops, but I do like um, like pork tenderloin, especially the already marinated pork tenderloin. There's always tons of different varieties at our grocery store, and I'll just pick up one or two. We've got some in our freezer right now, and Nick, or Nick and I both love it. We serve it with like a salad or some bread and broccoli, and then Cameron also devours it. We haven't come across any flavors that we haven't enjoyed, so and it's super simple and easy to just pop in the oven and... Dinner's ready. Uh, Coarse salt. That's boring. Smash avocado. I've been really into lately. I don't even make guacamole. I just take an avocado. I smash it, add some salt and some lemon juice, or I'm sorry, lime juice, and we're good to go. Uh, Let's see. None of this is really exciting. Chobani flips. I've really been into dried fruit flat outs from Aldi, which is totally boring, but I'm just, oh, French toast. I've been really into French toast in the morning, like super simple French toast where I crack a couple eggs um, with a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of milk into a bowl, whisk it for a little bit, throw in a couple pieces of bread, throw it on a skillet. Delicious. So it doesn't take that much thought. It's just super easy. And then I know I've already said this before, but the frozen cheese tortellini sometimes for dinner is just easy and um, usually gets the kids uh, very excited. And then lastly, I've really been into salad kits at the grocery store. Do you ever buy those? There's Tons of different varieties, tons of different brands, but they usually come with some type of a, a green and then a couple different toppings, whether it's, um, you know, some type of a seed or a dried fruit or a crouton or, you know, bacon or something and then a dressing. Do you ever do those? Oh, yeah. Love them. Oh, love them, too. I'm just now experiencing these for the first time. Oh, wow. I know. I, We're yeah. into, um, <laughs> actually, I'll save it for my, my mom win. Okay, cool. So let's go on to that then. Favorite mom wins or new products or recipes? Okay, so the one I made last night, which, okay, it's called Cajun Pepper Shrimp with Creamy Corn Orzo. And I wanted to talk about it as being like healthier in a hurry, but it it really isn't difficult to make, but it's kind of like pad thai. I told my mom, um, you just have to have all the ingredients prepped and ready to go because when you're working with super high heat, you don't have time to like fiddle around with your ingredients. So you kind of have to prep everything, but it's it, it's just dreamy. Uh, I, I, I told my, my best friend, I was like, it's going to be a miracle if these leftovers make it through the night. I mean, it was like <laughs> that level of good. Um, wow. and it photographed like a dream too. So, um, <laughs> okay. That so I would say so good. that. And then I think my other mom win, I don't know how this came to be, but our three-year-old Piper is obsessed with Caesar salad and she <laughs> requests Caesar salad in her lunch every day. Oh my gosh, and so, so we funny. buy like the, so this is like my, one of my favorite simple, like new products this year is just chalking up the money for um like those individual salads. So everything's there. You've got, I mean, a little bit of chicken, you've got your Parmesan cheese, your Caesar, Caesar dressing, but it's an individual portion. And it's, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about them before. It's a ton of packaging, which drives me batty, but they're, they're like two, just under $3 at Aldi. Um, and she requests one in her lunch every day. And then Mark and I eat one more days than not because they're just nice. And at like 200 and some calories, like I pair it with something. So wait, it's only 200 calories, like 270 calories. Yeah. It's not big. Okay. Okay. So it's mostly lettuce, which is great. Yeah. It's not a ton of dressing. It's not a ton of cheese. It's just like the perfect side salad portion, I would say. Um, Yeah. 
It could yeah, be like a Cameron, light meal, I would say, but not for me. I mean, if I'm sitting at my desk not doing anything and I haven't worked out that morning, like it would probably get me by and, you know, and I would have a snack in the afternoon. But otherwise, I'll usually I had one today and I paired it with like a peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich thin. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron is also very into Caesar dressing. I mean, he will eat anything dipped in Caesar. I made a, a Caesar salad with kale the other day and he devoured it. I think that was my last mom one, actually. He loves it. I, yeah, and then it's so that's funny. Awesome. I don't know about your kids, but I feel like you're not going to agree with me here, but they'll <laughs> devour something one day and then I'll go out and I'll like buy stock in the product. And yep. then the next day, they, yes, they won't eat it. It just drives me nuts. So yep. I made this pan fried asparagus. It, I literally just chopped a bunch of asparagus and put it on a, you know, a, a baking sheet with some olive oil, some salt and pepper. Uh, so I actually, I didn't even pan fry. I wouldn't even call it pan fry because I put it in the oven. So I baked it. Or no, did I pan fry it? I think I actually did pan fry it. I put it in the in the skillet. I've done both. It doesn't matter. Um, I I gave some to Cameron one day. He said he wouldn't eat it. The next day, he took a bite and literally asked for like seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths. So the next day at the grocery store, I mean, I bought like four pounds of asparagus. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid doesn't even eat vegetables. And he ate, he devoured this. And of course, now he won't even eat it. So I'm like, gosh, darn it. That happens way too often. Same thing with, I made these like red red skin potato, quote unquote, fries. So I cut them really small and put them in the oven, baked them, and then served them with ketchup and called them fries. And he absolutely devoured these things. I mean, he just went to town. Next, you know, the next week I made them again, wouldn't even touch them. It's <laughs> like, what the? So that's just the classic toddler move right there. I'm not going to give up. I mean, that's my tip. Just, you know, keep exposing. Don't, you know, don't assume that they don't like it anymore and don't get frustrated. Just, you know, keep exposing. He'll eat it eventually. And I'm, I'm okay with that, but it's just a little bit frustrating. Oh, yes. <laughs> it happens. Okay. So let's read a review. This one is from ISPAD001. Hope I said that right. It says Gina and Nicole make nutrition topics interesting, relatable, and easy to understand. I look forward to each one of their podcasts and the different topics covered. That was so kind. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Right. So coming up on June 7th, we'll be dishing out another Q&A episode. So send those questions our way. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets, such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds and you don't even have to write anything. Just fill out the stars. Right, Nicole, until next time, be well soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>